Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 33 of the Feasible Filmcast. My name is Christopher for March 30th, 2017. We have an action-packed uh, review show for today as well as a top five. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Saban's brand new Power Rangers film. And also the top five is going to be, uh, this one was kind of hard to put together, but uh, top five like movies with giant fighting robots. So we'll kind of see how that goes towards the tail end of the review. But um, first off, I just want to start off with kind of giving an introduction into uh, like my viewing of uh, like the original Power Rangers show. Now it came out, I guess, around, around the time I was in middle school. So I was pretty young, but I just remember it just kind of taking, you know, taking over kind of like like Pokemon did um, around that time. And it just, there were so many episodes to watch. Uh, the cast was very familiar. You know, it, it was kids in like high school. Uh, they were all like learning martial arts, you know, and they had kind of, you know, some comedy, some drama. It was a very of its time show. But the thing I think that set it apart was uh, like the action, the special effects. And, you know, everyone listening can kind of, uh, like understands that you know it it was if you think about it now if you go back and watch one now it's just it's just really cheesy you know some some teenagers get some powers and you know they just uh, fight monsters in and around where they live that are you know just trying to take over and it could be anything from <laughs> big lizard guys to uh, space like huge space monsters and things like that it. it it ran the gamut and it ran uh, like their creative team pretty much into the ground as far as coming up with uh, new costumes. And um, But, you know, it always just had a charm to it. It had great music. Uh, you know, it had some decent messages here and there and uh, really good choreographed scenes. And, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, like an action version of like Saved by the Bell or something like that. It was just it was just easily digestible, like fun uh, entertainment, you know, that lasted for years and still going, I believe it's still going on. And then like 25 plus seasons later, um, you know, sure thousands of episodes and, uh, not to mention like spinoff series and things like that. So I quit, well, I stopped watching, I think after like its second iteration. So, um, it's been a long time since I've watched, you know, any of the original, you know, shows, but you know, the main blueprint was still in my mind. So, and, uh, you know, really enjoyed the craze of the action figures and things like that and trying to find them. You know, that was really kind of like the first time I remember, you know, like big, huge toy crazes that was like, you know, year round. It wasn't just like people looking for a certain toy on Christmas. It was just this big deal that everyone had to try to find these toys. And there, it just seems like there was guys selling them on every corner. So it was just a really interesting time. And it's been a long time coming for this movie and uh, it's uh, relatively, as far as the actors go, they're all relatively new. I uh, didn't really recognize any of them and uh, some of them, it's like their first movie. Some of them aren't even actors. So, uh, But it was directed by Dean Israelite who did uh, Project Almanac, which I didn't see, but I'm curious to go back and check out, uh, uh, you know, check out that film, you know, here. Maybe we'll review it in the next couple of weeks or so. But um, yeah, it had some big names in it though, as far as, you know, it had Brian Cranston and Elizabeth, ba Elizabeth Banks and Bill Hader played Alpha. And uh, 
like full disclosure when i and i'm sure every a lot of people were like this when i watched the trailer I, it really didn't do anything for me it didn't blow me away uh it just kind of looked like your next you know transformers movie and you know i just figured it was just going to be a uh you know another just another origin story that didn't really have any meat in the bones and just had some silly action but it's just so much more than that so um yeah as far as the acting goes i thought everybody did a good job uh around the around the horn here and uh the like some of my favorite parts or i guess i should go go ahead and get into some of the story so now the original franchise or the original tv show didn't from what i remember didn't really get into the minutia of like why the power rangers got their powers and things like that they kind of just show up so it was really interesting to see uh just an easy quick plot device that there's a crystal like in all these all the planets i guess around the solar system and uh rita which is the main villain if she gets said crystal she's able to like take over the world and destroy planets and become all powerful and that was something that she was always trying to do in in the original series but you know the Power Rangers would always thwart it, but um, yeah. So it, you know it it's really cool to kind of humanize the characters. I really thought that the movie started off with a bang. Um, you know, introducing us to some of the characters, and they do a really good job of of pacing, of humor, um, of action, and you know, getting a team together. And I I just as far as other reboots go, you're it just, it, you know, it seems lately, you know, you go to the theater and it's like you're being bombarded with, especially like the Avengers films or or uh, uh, Captain America. It's like you're being bombarded with so much backstory and they have to tie together so many loose ends that it's really, really difficult, at least for me, to follow, especially since they've had, what, like 13 films or 13 Marvel films. And it, it's just very, very difficult to follow. But... This movie, you know, there's there's a crystal. Rita's trying to get it. The Power Rangers get their powers, and they're trying to save the city, or, or you know, save the community as well. And each character has kind of like an emotional attachment to their family. So like family plays a big part. And another thing that really strikes you, even like right out of the gate, is like how ballsy it is. Like it doesn't seem like the uh, production company or the higher ups. The producers were, you know, seemingly saying, oh, no, you can't say this. You can't do that. You can't have a certain type of person in there. So it, it was interesting to have, you know, different characters from different walks of life, uh, you know, that have family troubles, who have relationship problems, who have like problems you can relate to that you don't necessarily have to get real deep into. Like, you know, pretty much a little bit from each character, uh, you know, when the, when the credits roll, um, some given more than others, of course, you know, uh, to building like the Red Ranger, which is the leader, but, um, it doesn't dwell too much on the high school aspects, you know, you just get right into it. And it, you know, as far as the story is concerned, I mean, that's all it really is. It's just the kid, the, uh, the teenagers getting together, you know, finding the, uh, the, they call them coins in this, you know, in, in morphing and becoming the Power Rangers and saving the city. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's not really spoiling anything. But, um, you know, I, I just really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. It, um, 
it, it was funny. It had its dramatic moments. I thought that it it, it uh, raises a bunch of questions uh, at the beginning to like how they were going to get their powers and uh, why they got their powers, which I thought was really, really uh, interesting. Like, you know, it was a quick and dirty way to do it um, without like spoiling anything again. But uh, they, the like the alien threat of Rita coming uh, down to Earth or whatever and, and uh, you know, trying to build gold. It's like she's trying to build Goldar, which was a, a staple from the original series, if you remember. And... Uh, you know, it just, her, her like, you know, trying to show that she's been transformed. And there's some other things about her backstory that I don't really want to spoil because it's pretty interesting. Um, but uh, another thing that really stood out to me was, uh, I mean, when was the last time that you could remember that there was an actual soundtrack, like, with music playing in the background? I mean, like normally, you know, these big budget films, it's just all score. And so it was really awesome to see that, you know, they had some really neat score parts. But the most memorable things were was the soundtrack, and you know something like similar to like a Fast and Furious movie where you know things stand out based on the soundtrack. So um, you know that was really really cool, and uh, uh, you know seeing that seeing how the teenagers like come together, like how they train, which was really interesting. And one of the main plot points uh, was that they have to morph uh, like into the Power Rangers. So you know, just just getting the device to have it is isn't enough to to make them more. If they have to do other things, and it really like gives you a sense of um, of the team aspect and them coming together. Like it doesn't it doesn't really hit you over the head any of any any way, shape, or form as far as you know. It's too sappy. It's too corny. It's too out there. It's just everything plays it safe down the middle. You get a little bit of all that. But it's just enough to make it not cringeworthy or, you know, go off into the, like, Transformers uh, dimension where it's just, you know, bonkers the whole way through. And, uh, like I said, there is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great comedy. I thought that, uh, uh, my favorite character was probably the Billy character just because it just seems like he was kind of like the one, you know, and he was like the outcast well, he wasn't, excuse me, he wasn't really the outcast, I guess, in the other films, but, you know, he was kind of like the nerd, you know, who didn't really know how to fight all that well, and just came up with, like, all of the, uh, like, additions and technology and things like that, but in this one, it's kind of turned to where he's pretty much the main, main, uh, he's not the main character, but he's, like, kind of like the main plot point surrounding the movie, which I thought was really interesting, and, uh, they changed a lot of, like, uh, the, the types of people, I guess, that were that were inundated with the colors. So I thought that was really interesting. And the the inclusion of Zords in this was really cool. It it, um, it, it was done really well. The the special effects I thought were awesome. It uh there's a lot of there's a lot of points where there were some quick cuts and you couldn't really I couldn't really tell I, I was trying to remember what the Zords really were, you know? Of course you remember the Transaurus Rex and I remember the Triceratops, um, but the, like the pterodactyl and the pterodactyl, but I don't remember what the other ones were, and uh, it, it was kind of hard to tell actually what they were. I remember there was like an elephant too, but it, it very very hard to to. I mean, not that you have to like make it ridiculous like the first film where 
they go find like their animal spirits, you know, and they, uh, you know, they go to like all those weird locations to get their zords and like unlock them. It's nothing like that. It's just, it would have been nice to have, to know kind of what they are. It was kind of difficult to see. And, but, um, you know, when they form up, there's like a team aspect to it, which I thought was really interesting and really fun. And, you know, it's just, I can see there being, there's something for everyone, you know, it's, it, like I said, it, it's ballsy. Like they mentioned like killing Rita, like several times, like, you know, that they have to do that. And you would think in like, you know, an action kind of like a family type sh show, you, you would think they would hold back on things like that. But you know, then the, all the characters being outcasts, it kind of fit a little bit. And I thought that that was pretty, pretty eye-opening and pretty crazy that they had actually, you know, go through with, you know, use the, using those, that wording in the script and like, you know, letting it, you know, fly. But that, there was like a, there's a little bit of cursing. There's a little bit of, um, uh, like, like off screen, off screen violence, but you could definitely tell what was happening. And, and you know, it's nowhere near like R rating or anything like that, but it, it just, it captures that element of like creepiness of, um, kind of campiness and all of it combined. It just, it, it oozes like nostalgia, I guess. And, you know, coming from somebody, I, I guess, you know, I'd, I'd like to see like kind of like the conglomeration of all of the uh, reviews and seeing what people are saying about it. But like, especially someone who didn't grow up watching it, I'd like to see, but I would definitely say it's one of the better, like origin story team up movies that I've seen in a long time. Like even better than, um, like Avengers or, or Transformers or anything like that, or it's kind of plays in that same realm or Pacific Rim. I think this one trumps all those. It, it just, it's just fun. Like you could just sit down, have a good time. There's not a lot of exposition. It's just straight to the point fun. And I would definitely recommend it. Now, a couple of things, um, you know, after I finished watching it, I, I went and looked up and, you know, I, I, the movie costs $100 million to make. I believe it's been out for like four days now. It's only made about 67. So it's kind of worrisome that they, that they haven't, you know, made back their investment. You know, I know that, uh, like Saban and the guys from, uh, 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 who did it or like Regent, uh, who did it, uh, Saban, I guess, I guess it was Saban and, and they, they came to the table. I don't, I don't remember who it was. I believe it was Saban that came to the table and they're like, we have stories. We have like a six movie arc. So it'd be really cool if they were able to hit that mark. And, uh, um, you know, make more movies because I thought it was it was actually really good. And uh, and another thing that that really will, will kind of hit you off guard or it hit me off guard. Like, it'll, I mean, it'll catch you off guard. Was it, it only costs a hundred million? You know, and that's that's pretty. I mean, that's a respectable price, I guess, for a movie like this. But it feels like it's a lot more expensive. Like if you would have told me it was one hundred fifty or two hundred, um, I, I may have like believed you. But, you know, I think they were able to get the budget down, you know, just because of the director and then, you know, the new cast members. And they probably spent a lot of money on the special effects, you know, making them look really good. But um, and, and even at a two hour runtime, I, I wasn't really ever like, look, you know, checking my clock or, you know, thinking about when it's going to be over. It's just, you know, it's, it's fun. It's just really fun. So 
going into the review, I'd say uh, I give it a definitely give it a four out of five. It may actually go up with a rewatch. Uh, you know, I'd like to actually go check it out again, and it could actually go up a little bit. But you know, there's just a little like a couple little things. Like I said, with the Zords, the uh, some of the acting from the Power Rangers w was not that great. Um, some of the interpersonal stuff with the family members uh, was kind of forced, but like I was saying, it kind of has to be just because you have to get to know five of them in such a sh small amount of time. Like they don't have, you know, five five of their own movies leading up to it. And, you know, they do a good job of breaking it up. So I give it a four out of five. Definitely go check it out. But and uh, let me let me know in the comments, you know, what you guys think. So moving on, uh, let's just do this last bit, you know, real quick. I, I didn't really put a lot. I didn't really put a lot of thought into this just because it was kind of hard to get a list together. But these were kind of just the ones off the top of my head. Uh, so these are the top five movies with giant robots. Um, specifically ones that fight. So, uh, number five would be, I, I actually had a hard time even coming up with five, but I guess honorable mention would be Robot Jocks. That was one that came out a long time ago. I think it had William Shatner in it, if I remember right. And it was one of those movies that, you know, was like, it was like on the tail end of like VHS, I, th I believe. And I believe like my grandmother rented it and we watched it and it was just, I remember back in the day thinking that was terrible. <laughs> so I can only imagine what it's like now, but just for honorable mentions, just because that's one of the first ones that popped in my head, I'll leave that at number six. Number five is uh, the original Transformers, you know? It was one, uh, you know, where you get to kind of see uh, these larger life robots fight each other. And, you know, that film was, was like universally loved by a lot of people. I know I haven't really been too kind to the series just because it's kind of hard to to tell what the Transformers are. I mean, they are just so such simple designs, and you know what we have on what we finally got on screen isn't really what we were promised. I mean, they they didn't want to do like the '80s, you know, styling, but it, there was just too many moving parts, <laughs> in it, which, which makes them up. It's almost like how do they even function with all those those parts that are that are moving all around inside of them? But anyway. That's number five. Number four, uh, it's kind of cheating, but Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Uh, I'm a big Godzilla fan. I like. I've liked all the ones I've seen. I've seen about four or five of them, and I've really enjoyed the ones I have seen. I know there's a bunch of bad ones out there, but the ones I've seen, especially the the most recent film that came out last year, I really enjoyed. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, what can you say about Mecha Godzilla? He's just He's badass. <laughs> He's just badass. It, and, it, you know, it kind of reminded me, it reminds you of Power Rangers, you know. So that's number four. Number three is the Iron Giant. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's just the design, you know, I guess. But, I mean, the movie's fantastic. But it's just the design. Like, whenever you think of, or whenever I think of any type of, like, large robot, the Iron Giant's just one of the first ones I think of just because it, the movie was so great. So that's number three. Number two they're not really giant, but uh, real steel. I thought the movie was good. It, I don't know. It, it, it it's very sappy. Uh, it's not especially well acted. Uh, kind of phoned in on all fronts, um, and 
it has a you know a plot that you could see coming i mean the end coming from a mile away and it's pretty ridiculous if you think about it but i don't know i, I enjoyed it it, it it's kind of has its it kind of has its uh place with the power rangers series just because it's kind of goofy and corny and ridiculous so that's number two and number one for me especially like there's just no contest it would be pacific rim uh you know some of the best like robot designs I've seen on film and like some of the best like fight scenes and you could just get to like feel the scale of them and how big they are and how they operate, how they move. And, uh, you know, all of them look really unique. Um, almost like something you'd see, they're almost like something you'd see in a fighting game and they all have, uh, like their their pros and cons, of course, but they just look so awesome, and I especially cannot wait for the the new movie. So that is number one. Um, now there's not going to be any news this week uh, that we're going to get to because there just really wasn't any big things that came out this week, other than you know Pacific Rim two uh, wrapping their their six month shoot. But that's about it, and there's really nothing much to say because there hasn't been any footage leaked or photos or anything like that but uh i'm really excited for that but uh but let's look forward to next week uh we're definitely going to try to review uh ghost in the shell coming up for next week so i'm really excited about that i watched all of the anime uh shows and movies and things like that and um really curious to see how they're going to pull it off in a in a two-hour movie so that should be really interesting so definitely look forward to that but if you have any other uh, suggestions or recommendations, uh, you can hit me up at uh, at, uh, at Feasible Film. It's not uh, at Lee Van Martin anymore. I changed it, so it's just so much easier to find and search for. So it's the new Twitter handle is at Feasible Film. So just hit me up there with questions, comments, um, likes, dislikes, and uh, like I said, if you can. Or if you wouldn't mind, like, share the show if you enjoy it. Uh, if you want to come on the show, if you have, like, a big love of movies and want to come on the show, be a part of it, I think that'd be amazing. So, uh, you know, message me there um, at Feasible Film. Um, you, can all, you can also send questions and comments to uh, feasiblefilm at gmail.com. So you can hit us up there. Um, and I guess that brings us to the end of the show. So thanks for listening. And... Stay feasible.